By signing the Declaration of Independence, 56 Americans pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. This was no idle pledge. Nine of the signers died of wounds during the Revolutionary War. Five were captured or imprisoned. Wives and children were killed, jailed, mistreated, or left penniless. Twelve signers' houses were burned to the ground. Seventeen lost everything they owned. Even with all of this, no signer defected. Their honor, like their nation, remained intact. Wayne, Hutch, and J.R. have volunteered their lives and resources to keeping you aware of what you need to know to be informed and educated in today's time of fake news and misinformation. There is a uniparty out there, and it is your job to join together to defeat them. This podcast starts now. Ahead of the re-election announcement, a CBS News poll found Democrats accept Biden's re-election bid, but aren't necessarily excited about it. And still, nearly half of Democrats don't want the 80-year-old to run, and they cite his age as the reason. The United States. This is America, Jack. We're Americans. This is the power of suggestion. The ultimate gala spectacle. You want to hear the truth? Yeah, I want to hear the truth. The truth is, it's cruel symptoms can strike anyone. That's all I'm going to say at this time. What creates an extraordinary life is an extraordinary mindset. Now that I got your attention, listen to this. Let's go! We're now in the approach phase. Everything looking good. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> Wayne's got the graphics all screwed up. We can wait till mo- welcome to Monday. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for um, yelling that out. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's a Monday. God damn, I wish it was Friday again. Last night, I went to sleep listening to Jackie Gleason Orchestra. And it's some of the best sleep I ever had in my life. Because that's all I heard was the orchestra playing while I was asleep. So that that's some crazy stuff. I didn't even know Jack Gleason had an orchestra. So, but there, there's how things go. We got a lot to talk about, a short time to do it. Got a guest coming on it, at the bottom of the um, half an hour. Let me introduce the Godfather of Conservative Radio, Mr. Hutch Bailey Jr. Hello, everybody. Thanks for coming out and uh, checking us out. Uh, hello, fellas. What's up? And J.R. Robinson. Hey, hey, happy Monday, everybody. Tons going on. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. I mean, <laughs> OMG moment. Yeah, I mean, wait, what? What, Jay? What? What's going on? We got missiles hitting Ukraine. We got yeah. another bank failure that we called weeks ago. We, yeah, I mean, look, you look, name the, it. Look, the missile thing was kind of... <laughs> Yeah. I kind of giggled a little bit. I that. did too. I- <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you why, because it kind of reminded me of the Pittsburgh police, police, uh, or or the or the gangsters in Chicago. When you know, I remember a story uh, where they shot ninety-one rounds at a guy in a garage. The Pittsburgh police did. They shot him in the thumb one time. <laughs> That's kind of what that missile barrage reminded me of, because I think thirty-six people died. Oh, yeah. Man. Well, to to let folks know who didn't hear, so. On the 29th, Ukraine thought it was a great idea to announce they were going to take back the Crimean Peninsula. 
and Zelensky did, and then he followed it up with uh, some drone strikes, of course, using our drones in uh, Crimea. So then at the time, we're like, well, I guess uh, Russia will retaliate. And then yesterday, they launched like 18 or 19 missiles into, into night, yeah. and they had the entire country of Ukraine like on lockdown. There was pictures of people yeah. hiding underground, and, and it ended up, I think, like Hutch said, it was only like 30, 40 people killed. And I wonder sounds, what the cost, of, the cost per death was. I mean, how much does one of those missiles cost? I mean, that, that's I don't a, know. either that or everybody's gone. Yeah. Well, and I think part of it, too, was the Patriot missile defense systems we sent over. Like, they have them around Kiev and a lot of those those big um, cities. And they, they performed really well. I think, like I say, the, there's different reporting, but about three of 18 made it through. Okay. Um, wow. Okay. Let me, let, me, um, let me jump to this while it's on my mind. Um, the, 2020, the 2024 elections are coming up. Um, the nominees, <laughs> the nominees of President Trump against um, Joe Biden. Uh, that's, the only, that's the only ones that I recognize anyway. Um, has. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. First, first, Tim Scott is. <laughs> Tim, I love Tim, Tim Scott. man, you know, Tim, I love you, man. But you got to go partner up with Larry Elder and get on some of them. Yeah. <laughs> You got to get some relief factor promos or something. Oh my God. Tim, Tim, tiny v Tim. Vivek, Vivek, you too, man. I mean, Tim Scott is uh, going to throw his lot in and he's going to run for president in 2024. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think maybe I'm laughing this because, first off, I said that I would never, I would never vote for a senator or a House representative to be president. Unless they have some type of business background where they have worked with unions, worked with uh, some type of executive type of experience. Uh, most of the people in Congress do not. Uh, I and and I don't. I, Tim, Tim, Tim. No, baby. No, no, baby. No. Mm -mm. It's not. It's not even logical. I mean, serious. It's not even logical. I I don't even know what you're trying to do, really. Seriously, I most mean, Americans don't know who you are, Tim. Yeah, I mean, right. except for you're in the Senate. I know uh, who you are. You're Trey Gowdy's best friend. You guys used to yeah. go to baseball games together. And Trey Gowdy wants you to run, really bad. And I mean, there's there's 2028 20, that you can do, but. Um, yeah, it's not gonna work either, brother. He, he's just angling for a VP nomination. Let's be clear, he's not gonna win, he's gonna make it through maybe two primaries. And then, if the Republicans want to do diversity outreach for DeSantis, they'll pick him or, or Nikki Haley or Byron Donalds from Florida. Did you see him? Uh, do you see both of them in Florida? I saw him in Florida at the pizza shop, yeah. Oh, yeah. I looked at Byron Donald's behind Trump. You see how fired up his son was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, I've seen Donald at CPAC, and I know he's tall. I didn't know he's taller than Trump. But um, both of them, they look good together, to tell you the truth. I mean, they I said that. I said that a couple weeks ago. Yeah, they they really look good together. I mean, if, I mean, if Don, I mean, if um, I, and and when you hear Donald's, in Congress, and he's asking questions and stuff. He's not dumb either. He's he 
He's smart. He's very articulate. See, the thing about yeah. Donald's is, and, and this is just a straight up truth. America yearns for genuine people, yep. right? Donald's is a genuine dude. Mm-hmm. He's a guy I could get behind. I cannot get behind Larry Elder or Tim Scott because they're not, they're genuine and they are who they are, but the Republicans are trying to bring them on the ticket being something that they're not. Yeah. Right. You yeah. know, Donald's got a clear path. He, he'd be, he'd be a mainstream media hero. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He interviews well. He expresses his positions. Well, He'll he get has your ass. Most, Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Think of this. He was the first person and the only person in the house, other than that initial Freedom Caucus, that switched his vote. And that yeah. was what really brought him to prominence, where he's like, hey, you guys make a good argument. I'll, I'll take up. He and uh, I mean, it was a smart political move, but it was also a good move for the country. And and on top of that, not only did he switch his vote. He got he nominated. Came out early. He, he came out early, too. Yeah. He, he, he got nominated for speaker. And he and he didn't push it off. Right. He didn't push it off until later when you know he later when they probably went probably and I don't know maybe Trump talked to him or whatnot. But he endorsed Trump early. Yep. And you yeah. Look at the the Democrats' reaction. The Democrats' uh, internal. I mean, it's their it's their go to reaction. As soon as he started getting popular, what did they do? They came out on him for having a white wife. Does he? I yes, it does. I know that. And they bombarded him for it. Yep. She's got a pretty good Twitter feed, too, if you ever. She's pretty spicy. Yeah. Okay. Pretty. And, I mean, like Hutch said, just genuine dude. You know, he's like, I am who I am. And he he doesn't back down either. His wife's his high school sweetheart, man. That's, yep. no, that's cool. I mean, that, that's cool. Um, but Tim Scott... You know, I, I mean, I tell you this, <laughs> he just took some of Larry Elder's votes. I tell you that. Right <laughs> you know what? They can split their I, this 1%. Is, this is why the Republican Party is yeah. dead in the water. Yeah. They have no idea. They do not know what they're doing. They think that this is a good thing. Yeah. You know, oh, and, MAGA doesn't. And they'll roll it out as a good thing, too. They yeah, will it's, roll it's it like, out. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. They're, they're just like Bud Light. They're just, what does Bud Light do? After this tranny thing, they come out and they try to target dumb Southerners and they bring out a commercial with country music on it. And they think it's going to fake everybody out. And guess right. what? It didn't. It didn't. It, pissed it was the opposite. Off even more. Wow. It offended people even more. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what they think of you, though, folks. That's what right. these people in New York think of you. They think you're stupid. Yep. And that takes us to my question of the day. Um, have you lost your faith in the elections? Have you lost your faith? I mean, again, you look at it, you really only have two choices, Donald Trump or um, Joe Biden. That's the way it is. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm going to actually, I'm going to read, I'm going to read a couple of the responses. I was shocked, but maybe I'm not shocked. Um, because on this show, we've said many times, a lot of people have just walked away from politics. Um, we have uh, Music Cat said, giving up is not an option. The left must be defeated. The social Thank war on our, on our institutions must be won. I will vote no matter what. JCO Peach 2020 says, I have lost faith. I hate to say that, but the AI controls it. The ballot harvesting is just 
what we can see, the AI controls it. Jiz Bentley says, lost faith in our ability to stop the steal. Absolutely. BT King says, yes, I have zero faith in the system. Uh, go Ma um, Mastrio. Mastrio. What's Mastriano. No. Ma Maestro. Maestro. Yeah. Use every legal mechanism to go after schools, institutions, media, and the journalists. Ballot harvest like crazy. Go to churches, go to every town, hunt down every single registered Republican voter in rural and suburban areas and have them fill out a ballot. Uh, Alicia, hey guys, thank you for all you're doing to keep us motivated. Thank you, Alicia. Um, and Lisa KC uh, responds to both of y'all and says, um, not dumb Southerner here. Good for you. Good. Oh, I got to tell you about Leisha. Leisha has the coolest Keurig set there ever was. She has a Keurig machine that had, I mean, she did have it, that had a reservoir that you didn't have to just put one cup of water in. You could like, it had water in it. But that was a little off the wall commentary. <laughs> since we were, you guys in your curious. We were talking coffee earlier. I, I use my Fred Flintstone brewer every day. I got my little coffee grinder on the counter, grind up my fresh bean. I get whole bean. Oh, yeah. I did that when I was your age. So the question you is. You sound like I'm 12. No, I just did when I was in my 40s. I did that. The question I was, is. I, I was a gourmet coffee guy. Oh. The question delicious. is. Um, have you lost faith in uh, the elections? I mean, I think that the key, I mean, yeah, I'm not going to say I'm as confident as I used to be now, but I agree with the first respondent that there's no alternative to it. And I mean, I, I think there's an added facet to this this time is that I think that we have to ask ourselves, everybody, every single voter has to ask themselves, what if they steal it again? What if they come mm -hmm. out and they tell us that a mind, a, a brain dead individual that has no debates, has no press conference, has no scrutiny whatsoever by any media, beats a Donald Trump. When if you're telling end. me that again, we got to figure out what's the answer after that. It's not going to end until we win. And I mean, if what's you listen to the other ones the after, what's that? What's the answer? <laughs> what's the answer? If, if The um, answer is eight out of 10 of your respondents said they had lost faith in the election system. That equals revolution. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not calling for it or predicting it. I'm just no, saying understand. when you do not have faith in your government, your government is no longer viable. Uh, yeah, think? I was going to say, I think. I speak for many people that we believe there's a lot of funky business in the elections and the people that we entrust to ensure those elections are secure and accurate are the same people who have come out siding with one political party so if, if you figure your your investigative branches you know pick your alphabet soup agency they all summarily support the democratic party and those are the people that we entrust to make sure the election's secure so you know you got a fox in the hen house and hutch is right when we win an election it's going to be behoovent on the next administration to to go in, clean out all this corruption and and change the laws. If people do want a little bit of faith, if you if you want a number, uh, the number was 
So last election, it was massive craziness. It was, they did everything. They emptied the clip. They did COVID. They, they did everything. The margin of victory for President Biden was 76,614 uh, votes, give or take. There were four states that had combined vote total of 76,000 votes that swing the other way, and we would have a President Trump today. So, I mean, that's just the numbers. Terry, Terry says, I have faith in the elections. We need citizens to take elections more seriously. What's, again, um, you know, you were just talking about uh, uh, um, the next president or probably needfully a Republican president going out and cleaning things. Honestly, yes. Yes, I mean, I totally agree with that. And and I know um, Hutch has alluded to that before. But the, um, if it's Trump, which it probably, which it should be Trump, but um, he he's going to have to, as president, he's going to have to uh, construct a coup against the powers that be in Washington D.C. He's going to have to shut it down. He's going to have to shut it down from the executive office wing of the government, and seriously, that's not easy. I'm not saying that he can't do it. It's not easy. Now, you gotta have a plan. You gotta have again, a plan. right? You can't go in there and say this is what I'm going to do. You need to be strategizing right now what you're going to do when you get in there on the first day, um, and 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 then uh, you have to have solid picks. Now, remember, the media is going to get involved. Democrats are going to get involved. The establishment is going to get involved. Well, Wayne, what do you mean? They're going to get involved just like they did in 2016. They're going to make it so that you will that you won't want to work for Donald Trump, just like they did in 2016. So many people that probably could have helped stayed away in 2016 from joining the Trump administration. You remember, too, compared to the numbers about how you are filling out your cabinets and all this stuff, the government didn't stop. His office didn't stop. He had to keep on doing stuff. But he was doing stuff at a minimum. I mean... People were probably doing two and three jobs, uh, so and I guess I guess that's that's how maybe leak one, leak two, and leak three can come in there because if you don't have any everything filled up, right? Hutch, I mean, if yeah, you don't right. have everything connected and watched, then yeah, you're gonna have he even, some. He even talked about it. I mean, if you look at uh, the band's getting back together, in case you guys missed it, he had an interview with Bannon. Oh yeah, the other day about his thing, and, and when he was talking on there, he said, you know. Even if I would have got a second term, I was so hamstrung. He almost basically said what I've been trying to optimistically say myself, that everything happens for a reason. And he needed those four years to learn and to, and to re, re get things back together. He, he got Jared, Tr Jared Kushner and Ivanka are off to the side. Now they should have never been as prominent as they were. Uh, and now you got, uh, you got hardcore people that are going to be in positions that understand uh, how much trouble that we're in right now. I mean, you, you look at if a Democrat gets elected president in 2024, free speech is gone, folks. Yep. If you think Tucker Carlson got fired over what happened this year, that's not true. They started attacking Tucker Carlson in 2018. In 2018, they started attacking him. If you recall, they took like 26 major league sponsors. Somebody wrote emails and had phone calls to all these sponsors and they all dropped Fox News, and Fox News was relegated. Tucker Carlson was relegated to uh, uh, 
the different t- B tier. Right. No offense, Mike, but my pillow and relief factor. And if that's the commercials you saw, you didn't see the big time Madison Avenue commercials. So he was making his, his show had a lot of viewers, but the ty- the uh, ad revenue wasn't as high. Somebody as, said as he's still on Fox Nation. I don't know. I, I got rid. I don't watch it anymore. Yeah, I don't watch, but I would be surprised if they took down all his content that he had already produced. He's still under contract. He's right. still under contract, right? Right. He's still There's under people saying that they got him. They want to silence him until after the election. Well, I've seen, and I've also seen where News Nation. Now, I heard Newsmax, but ladies and gentlemen, News Nation is coming out of the woodwork. Um, and if you haven't watched News Nation before, and I, I, I ain't getting paid from I've them. I heard it. I'm writing it down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, I have, I have not, uh, you know, whatever. But um, News Nation is a down the middle type of news uh, thing, and that's they have stuck to that. They are not biased in their reporting. They just report it down and let you think where you want to go. They're better than CNN. They're better than MSNBC. And they're honestly, to tell you the truth, I think that they're better than Fox in the way that they report news because it's not just national news. They also report local stuff too. Um, yes, Chris Kumo's over there. And it surprised me that um, Tucker's video on Twitter, stuff that he said was close to what Chris Kumo said when Chris Kumo took his position at News Nation. Yep. Cuz Chris cuz Chris Kumo called out both sides. He he said the stuff I couldn't say at the other one and, and this whole brand new day and I, we, I the, the machine is running all these networks and stuff. I'm like, well, damn, that that's a salvation that I never thought, you know, that would happen but he's doing it on News Nation. That's that's almost the same thing that Tucker came out and said on his on a thing now. Does Tucker need to do this? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he He's a millionaire a few times over. I mean, he has connections on top of connections. He really doesn't have to do it. He doesn't need um, to. Now, if he does it, he does it because he misses it. The country right? needs it, too. Okay. Um, yeah. And, and, and I <laughs> understand how people... Love Tucker. That you know, I mean, you know, if that's if that's if um if um if that's your flavor of tea, I understand why people love Tucker. But what what my two co-hosts have said is that they think that y'all are stupid. They think that y'all don't know anything. They're gonna put Lawrence B. Jones <laughs> in that time slot. It's not gonna there's save a, you. There's an old there's an old narrative. That when they when the when network media people screw up, when the Demo- I mean, when Democrats they put in a black person. Yep. Because then you, I mean, if they're Tim Scott, Tim Scott, Barack Obama, because a whole lot of stuff got pushed through the presidency with a black president. A whole lot of gay stuff, homo- homosexual, whole, all that stuff. It went through with a black right. It didn't you go proved, through. You on, proved them right, folks. You proved them right. You know, yep. it didn't. It didn't happen with um, William Jefferson. It didn't happen with um, George Herbert Walker. 
or George um, Wilson or uh, George W. Or it didn't happen with Ronald Ray. It happened with Barack, Barack Obama. I'm not saying a whole lot of homosexual stuff is going to happen with Lawrence B. But if the numbers keep going down, it's going to blame it on Lawrence B. It's going to blame it on Lawrence B. They're, Lawrence B. is going to hold that seat until they can get somebody to sit in there. They could have put Tommy Lahren if, in there if they really wanted to. And if you follow him, you'll see that he carries the company line to the T. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he needs a job. Sorry, Lay. I ain't, right. Sorry, sorry, LBJ. But, I mean, that's, that's just a that, – that's it. You, I mean, a whole lot of people in there, you, you, yeah, you if, got the shot. You got the shot, you, and you carried the line. That's it. Go ahead, Jay. Well, I, I was going to say the – like it's becoming plain as day that the traditional, the establishment Republican Party is just opposition, like they're controlled opposition. Fox News is part of that. And Tucker was a exactly. dissenting voice on the network. The next one they're going to get rid of is Gutfeld because Gutfeld is a dissenting voice to – the, to to the standard messaging. And so um, th they're going to put them in with people that they can control. How do they control people? Same thing we're going to hear about with China, through money. You give these dudes these huge contracts and say, this is what you're going to say, and that's what they're going to say. So so y'all were saying that Tucker didn't toe the line. No. Not recently. Not not a hundred percent. I think he, he talked, talked about, about things. COVID, that, he talked about the vaccination. He talked about immigration. Uh, he's the only one that was doing. They let him great talk. replacement theory. They let you him. Know. I don't they know. Let what him. Those, I don't know what those arrangements were, but he did. Well, I mean, you, they would have shut him down if I think they, they would let him. Ultimately, they <laughs> well, did. Well, well, they well some some more stories are coming out too about. Some other stuff. So, I mean, here's the thing about about this. This is where Murdoch is screwed. This is why Republicans always lose, because Murdoch's out there trying to clean himself out. Has no idea that every other media operation doesn't give a damn about Tucker Carlson. They want to sink the whole network, right? And they're going to do it. And Tuck and Murdoch is going to help them do it. Well, and the thing you got to realize too with the the Tucker thing. I think that they underestimated his impact culturally and he got too big and they had to get rid of him. I mean, he was the most watched host and he was covering things they didn't want and they I had to nuke him prior to the election, but notice his contract runs through the election right. and they're going to pay that out. I'm they're sorry. going to I, keep him on the sidelines. I just think it's a slot. I do. I, I, I mean, I now, except for, Lawrence B. I you don't watch it. Lawrence gonna, B. It's not the slot. You watch it crash and burn. Okay. All right. I think well, I think the bigger does, thing and, is. And if it doesn't, listen, if it doesn't crash and burn, then they're right. People are stupid. Well, I mean, it didn't crash and burn with O'Reilly leaving. It didn't crash and burn with Megan Kelly leaving. Because they had Glenn, they had Beck, Glenn Beck was better than probably those other two. And it didn't crash and burn when he left either. I think the better measurement, I think you're right, Wayne, where, where that time slot will eventually recover. I think the bigger, bigger measurement will be what does Tucker do next and what's the viewership look like? It's right. kind of like when Steven Crowder left the blaze and had his daily wire dust up. Dude's getting a million views on his videos now. That's the real deal. What? That is a real audience. When so other... we'll know what Tucker's real audience was when he lands. And how does that go? I mean, because people move around all the time. I mean, think of all the 
news anchors that left the Today Show or joined the Today Show or went to something else. Even well, Megyn Kelly's found a way to build an audience back. But well, yeah, through her video podcast. But but what people don't realize, and they aren't attaching it to Tucker, is that people start leaving when all those texts and stuff and all that stuff start coming out, showing that uh, you you couldn't trust Fox News anymore based on the stuff that was coming out with the lawsuit and stuff. Their numbers start going down before they start losing. I um, before Tucker left, but people don't attach that to. Tucker leaving. They just attach, oh, big chunk of people. Because a big chunk of people left when Tucker left. They don't talk about the numbers that Fox News Fox News was losing people when uh <laughs> when those texts were coming out saying Tucker talking about uh uh they didn't believe what they were talking about and stuff and everything. You know, I you know two weeks we later, talk- two weeks later he gets an exclusive interview with Trump. Yeah. And, you know, maybe maybe they got rid of him because of that. Maybe. I think we'll probably never know why Tucker left. No, that'll, be, hard. that'll be part of the severance package. You won't be allowed to say it. Right. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, it'll come down to we'll get to see how popular Tucker really is when he lands and what he does. I expect Tucker to do a ballsy move and say, just pay me out and I'm going to start up a new thing. I really do. I th- yeah, I mean, I, I now compared to everybody else, I can't see him joining another network. I don't think so either. Not a not a regular cable network. I can't see it. I, I, now, not, they all hate him. He's not going to be. Won't get a job. It, and right, it could bring lawsuits and whatnot too. Now, what 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 we have seen is big name people. Yes, Senator, cause it quits. Who quit? We have seen big name people who left media, being Cardin from Maryland. Good. Uh, uh, have left the media and have created their own podcasts, prescription, subscription, YouTube type of network deal and stuff like that. That's how. That's how they're making their money now. You know, no network. You can say whatever. Again, you can say whatever you want to say. You said Megan Kelly. Megan Kelly is cursing up a storm on that on that platform, ain't she? She looks fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she looks. She look, man, she look that too. Yeah, I, but really, I think that the network's time is running out anyway. I think when this it next gen, when this it next is. generation passes, neither one of my kids have cable. Yeah, they're all streaming, man, and then they're streaming mostly the free stuff. You know, well, so. and, and media gets disseminated so many different ways now. You know, the power of that individual podcast. I mean, there's conservative or independent journalists. I mean, they're dropping a half million to, to one million views on their live streams and on their videos. People are are yearning for real information. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I think as things continue to evolve, podcasts like ours, I mean, viewership goes up. People want to hear what we have to say and actual reporting right on news. You're, you're god darn right they do. They want to hear what we got to say. Which is and why. What do they need to do, Wayne? They need to tune in. And like, comment, and share. Help us that's, beat the big tech job. algorithm. That's your job. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Like, comment, and share. Hey, that's right. Man, that, 
See, see, JR. Ladies and gentlemen, come to the stage is our awesome, beautiful young correspondent. Uh, um, and uh, we were together over the weekend, weren't we, guys? We were did a little weekend thing, and uh, we 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 went overseas, y'all. We um, we had a little audience overseas. Couple folks. We? Couple folks. Yeah. Couple, we had a million couple, viewers in China. Yeah, yeah, we had a we had a couple couple people. What's up, Nicole? Hey, happy Monday! I hope you had a great weekend. It was so good to be with you on Saturday. And yes, your show is being watched by millions and millions of freedom-loving people in China, and they're using the VPN to bypass the internet firewall because they want to hear the voice of truth because they cannot get it uh hear the truth from the ccp's propaganda they cannot hear from the americans mainstream media so they're coming to you american patriotic media outlet and we mm. love you thank you so much for having me back on your show today she just you just you make me feel like a king just a while ago <laughs> so, um okay so let me one question one super question I have for you. Um, I know we talk about Miles and uh, we've talked about the movie in a little bit. Do you have any update about where we are right now with Miles' um, detention um, that he has? Uh, is, uh, is there does a glimmer of hope? Like, does it look like a glimmer of hope? Does it look like uh, more piling on of um, trying to keep him log jam into his prison cell. Do we have anything? Moscow is CCP enemy number one. So the CCP will do everything and anything in its power and capacity to keep him locked up for life. And this is what we're seeing today. And because his bail request has been repeatedly denied. And so I'd like to uh, direct everybody's attention to the Pross Michelle case last week. You know, he was found guilty in Washington, D.C. on all 10 counts, including money laundry, uh, unauthorized uh, representation of a CCP to influence the DOJ and White House. And guess what? Uh, his lawyer said this case is not over. They're going to try to appeal because they argued that Press Michel is not an agent uh, on behalf of a foreign government in return uh, in the case uh, involving Mr. Mao Guo. They, they argued that Press Michel believed he was doing this on behalf of the FBI. Mm. What? Think about that. Yes. So um, go to the doc. And it's all public domain information. And his lawyer argued why Press Michel was being singled out uh, to face the trial because they believed that all the while Press Michel was doing a patriotic thing for this country because he's being instructed by an FBI agent, Andrew Zitman, to get a uh, secret tape that has the conversation between Mao School and the former. Uh, Secretary of the U.S. National uh, Homeland National uh, Homeland Security, Jed Johnson, about discussing about Mao Guo's political asylum case. Somehow, this conversation was was leaked, and Press Michel said he was asked by 
FBI to get this tape. So he thought he was helping the FBI on Moscow's case. And now the DOJ accused him of being a foreign agent on behalf of the CCP. And he said, I'm not the only one doing this. There's Elliot Brody, Stephen Wynn, and George Hagenbotham, who is a DOJ employee, who walked away with $41 million paid out by the CCP to help the CCP to influence the DOJ. And so he felt he's being racially discriminated against because he has been singled out to face the trial. Yeah. So so we're watching very closely. We're, we're, we're watching who are the people inside the FBI who have been giving President Michel the impression and giving him the instruction to do things about Mr. Mao's school. Mm. Who are those people? And why these people were not testifying? Why those right, people's right. names were not being subpoenaed and to testify? And why Mr. Mao's school, the ultimate victim of this CCP's uh, scheme were not was not allowed to testify. So all all these are very important questions that American people should pay attention to. Uh, so the whole Press Michel case is not over. We're also very curious why himself and his lawyer argued that they were now doing this on behalf of the CCP. They're doing this on behalf of the FBI. Nicole, I, I wanted to first. I want to commend you. Uh, for the work that you're doing. One thing that I've noticed over the last month or so is that the <clears throat> mention of the CCP in the public domain has gone through the roof. Uh, and, and that's the way things get done in this country. Uh, you know, you have to get visibility. And I think you guys have been doing that. Yeah. And all of the people listening that are in the United States, especially, but even in Europe and Asia, if you're listening to this, you got to make some noise. You got to use hashtags you got to contact members of Congress. Uh, this is so vitally important. If you've noticed recently, uh, there's a lot more uh, areas being covered as influenced by the CCP that I'll talk about later. But the, the most important thing that I've seen is the Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, has started to talk about the CCP. He started to talk about punishment mm -hmm. for China over COVID. But even more importantly, he's starting to talk about CCP land grabs in the United States. This is this is vital. If we can change the subject in Washington, we can shame these traitors. And that's what we need. Make no mistake, folks. We don't need to just figure, oh, yeah, this is bad. That's bad. No. We yeah. have to shame these traitors, bring them out in the sunlight, and label them as the communists they are. And I say that on May Day, the communist holiday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Today is the May Day, yes. You know, for those who didn't catch it, our, uh, I would encourage you to go back and rewatch our Saturday podcast with Nicole. She did an excellent job. We shared a lot of links. We shared a lot of facts. And it, Nicole, talk to me about what it's like to go through this complete press blackout. Because the Miles Go case, go search on any mainstream media news, yeah. zero mention. The Pras Michelle case is huge. Here is a world-famous rapper who just got convicted in the last week, 
and go on any mainstream news site, they won't talk about it. And coming out in the trial, first was all these CCP connections, and then now it's coming out, it's FBI, and it'll probably be CIA and DOJ, who knows, Same connections. Difference. But what's it like fighting that battle when you see this and you've got court documents mm. and nobody talks about it? Well, uh, it's totally incredible because when this movement was first started by Mr. Malskua, um, known as the Chinese whistleblower movement, our, our goal is to take down the Chinese Communist Party and to expose their corruption and uh, you know deceit and everything. But now we found that we became the target of, a, of an American law enforcement agencies that has been infiltrated by the CCP on the U.S. soil. Remember, mm -hmm. Mr. Mao School is not uh, jailed in communist China at this moment. As CCP enemy number one, he's being detained in a federal prison uh, in Brooklyn. And that says a lot. Yeah. And uh, so that says a lot about how did it happen and how can we stop it from happening again? And right now, still, we don't see how we can get him out because the bail request has been repeatedly denied for citing reasons that could be applied to anybody who has been let out, including the two uh, men who were charged with the setting up the CCP police station in lower Manhattan. I mean, every day uh, the DOJ has, has allowed many people to be bailed out, inclu including the real criminals. Yes, this guy, his name is uh, Lu Jian Wang. He's the one who helped the CCP set up the police station in Lower Manhattan, and he's one of the organizer of the violent protest uh, back in 2017 in front of uh, Moscow's New York residence. And he's the one uh, among the organizers who issued death threats to Mr. Moscow as early as in 2017. And he's bailed out. He's among us, and Mr. Moscow is uh, locked up. And Xi Jinping tried to cut the deal with the Biden administration. Uh, he, he offered to exchange all, yeah, all the American hostages and CIA assets that has been captured in China for in exchange of Moscow's lifelong imprisonment. Think about that. That says a lot about mm -hmm. why the CCP cares so much about Moscow. Why? Because this is the guy he knows how to take down the Chinese Communist Party. He's the biggest threat to the CCP. Remember, the CCP's biggest threat is not America. It's not America's DOJ, FBI, CIA, none of it. The CCP does not fear America's government agencies. They fear Mr. Mao's Guo. And that no. is the single most powerful truth I want every America to pay attention to. The CCP does not fear this country. The CCP does not fear the U.S. government uh, agencies. They fear Mr. Mao's goal, and they fear our movement. Do they fear Donald Trump in charge of the U.S. government? Yes. So okay. Mr. Mao's goal said um, back in 2019 uh, in the recorded um, live streaming, he warned, he says, the CCP's intel had, you know, that's a leak from the CCP's top intel community, that the CCP will do uh, everything to stop President Trump's 2024 presidential bid, and also predicted that President Trump will be indicted in New York because the CCP is very fearful of President Trump returning to the White House. 
and he's the most feared uh, U.S. president to the CCP over the last several decades. Um, you know, beginning from the um, the Bush administration, the Clinton administration, and Obama, and I mean the the CCP has been able to successfully infiltrate into American society on almost every level, and but it got stopped at the Trump administration because you know um, Trump is not owned by the Wall Street, and um, he he had some tough policies against the CCP. On the, on the trade wall, and he's the one who set up the um, the China initiative within the DOJ that is uh, dedicated to fighting the CCP's industrial and economic espionage um, against the CCP's uh, theft of America's uh, intellectual property. And this program was ended in 2022. So a lot of the things that Trump put into the place, uh, stopping the CCP, ha has been ended. And so the CCP, of course, does not want a tough U.S. president uh, sitting in the White House. Right. Let me. Um, what what does what does uh, what does Miles have to say about the fentanyl uh, at the border at the southern border? Because now now we're seeing, and they're not hiding it anymore. Now we're seeing Chinese. Um, Chinese agents, well, uh, people getting caught at the border. They're being let go, uh, but we're seeing them being caught at the border more now than we did before. Well, I think we have a, a video uh, yeah. about Mr. Mausko saying about how fentanyl uh, came to the United States of America. And he mentioned about some Chinese restaurant and Uber drivers, their real identity is a smuggler of the fentanyl. And just mm -hmm. like the CCP uh, police station and front or organization uh, that is um, uh, spreading all over this country, mm -hmm. uh, there's also a, a CCP secret network uh, involved in the fentanyl. And, um, and we're so, so surprised that uh, they have not been held accountable and uh, they have failed to be, you know, uh, the DOJ and the FBI still haven't caught up with them why let me let me go ahead and play a video i remember talking to the fbi and cia in washington i said if you want to understand the intelligence system of the chinese communist party you have to learn about chinatowns in the united states and around the world especially chinese restaurants and uber drivers who have another identity if you want to understand how fentanyl flowed into the world, especially in the United States, you have to take a look at who is capable of producing fentanyl in China. I really wonder why it has harmed America to such an extent that people die every day, but Americans don't seem to take it seriously. A large amount of fentanyl produced in China has been shipped in hundreds of tons to the United States. The Chinese Communist Party wants to frail, fail, and fall the United States, but the United States is still so bureaucratic, right? The most important channels for all the drugs distributed in the United States and the West are the so-called CCP's Chinese restaurants and Chinatown. Wow. Wow. Jesus. You know, one of the things... And remember, Mr. Moscow tipped off the FBI, the U.S. government agencies, about the fentanyl. Who are the uh, people involved in fentanyl, it's the Chinese restaurant, even the Uber driver. And so far, we haven't seen anything uh, 
I never no, even no, of no action has been taken by the FBI or DOJ to stop the uh, the CCP's fentanyl uh, business here on the U.S. soil. I would tell Speaker McCarthy, too, uh, one thing that I, I learned about studying something completely different. Fentanyl is part of this war against the United States. It's yeah. it's it's made, it's manufactured, and wait for it, Wuhan. Yep. And I just wonder what the influence, I'm sure the influence of the bio labs, that's chemical warfare. Uh, you know, it, it's military. I'm sure it is. Yeah. And also, I want to remind people again, it's also Mr. Malskua who tipped off FBI about the CCP's uh, bioweapon, uh, which was later known as COVID-19. It was uh, deliberately released from the Wuhan bioweapon lab, and FBI possessed that knowledge back in 2017. And guess what? Nothing happened. And uh, we just watched the CCP's virus travel to the United States of America and killed more than 1 million American people's life. Um, so wh where's the oversight uh, issue and what is the accountability? And who is holding the FBI accountable for, uh, for the oversight problem? You know, you know, that brings up a good question when you start talking about the, I call them the alphabet soup agencies, FBI, CIA, DOJ, all that. What's your level of trust of their ability to actually, under their current leadership, resolve these issues? Because I, as an American, have a, I think they're highly compromised. I think there's a lot of people on the take. Uh, what, what does your research tell you? Well, uh, I think my opinion doesn't matter, and I like to uh, look at the, the Gallup, uh, you know, the tracking survey of American people's opinion, American people's trust and confidence in the federal government agencies, uh, in the mainstream media. And I think the latest number that I, I saw from the news is that it's, it's hitting the record low. People, yeah. American people, not me, not me. It's based on uh, samples of thousands of American people. It's their view and their opinion expressing their distrust and lack of confidence in the federal government agencies doing proper job to protect American people's life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So, um, you know, um, it's not about my opinion. It's not about Mr. Moskow's opinion. It's about the fact that America lost over 1 million people's life to CCP virus. And, um, and it took how many years? Uh, it took four years for the Congress to start investigating and to start making conclusions. Yes, you know, this is a CCP virus. This did leak from the uh, Wuhan bioweapon lab, but so many people's life have, have been lost and we lost a great economy. So the economy has already been killed. You know, and you you gotta attach you gotta attach the fentanyl to the million COVID deaths because between 2018 and 2021, 340,000 Americans were murdered by fentanyl, and that, you gotta add that to that million. Yeah, yeah. it's a two pronged war, man. This is a, this is military, in my opinion. Yeah, and then you you open the border, and then you lock people in their house, and they're just looking for an escape. Drugs is an easy one. TikTok, yeah. pretty diabolical. Something, so, um, and. And I know this is off the radar of a whole lot of people, but I didn't know that we were getting many of our prescription drugs from over in China too. I did not know that um, that a 
close to 90% of our pres pre yeah. prescription drugs comes from China. And it's like, if they really wanted to do something that, through that, they could do something through that too, right? Yeah. And so this is like America giving away your essential manufacturing, uh, you know, critical supply chains to communist China, to your enemy. Imagine mm -hmm. this is during the uh, Cold War, you know, America had, is giving out your um, your weapons and your uh, your uh, pharmaceutical business in the hands of the KGB. Yeah. I mean, that's that's exactly what's happening today. Yeah. And the Wall Street still did not want to decouple from the CCP. And Tim Cook, the uh, the CEO of the uh, Apple. Apple, paid a recent visit to Communist China and pledged the continuous commit commitment. Um, really, really? Yeah, to do business in Communist China. You know, why not bring all those good manufacturing jobs to the, to the United States of America? You know, why enslave the Chinese cheap labor? And understand that just because the pharmaceutical industry is that the, the products are being manufactured in China, big pharma is still getting paid for all those. And remember right. how they acted during COVID. They acted like Chinese communists mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, I, I, I want to uh, remind people that Mao Guo also, he's the first one to warn the, uh, the whole world, don't trust the uh, COVID-19 vaccine uh, by Pfizer. He mentioned that Pfizer has a big research and development center based in Shanghai, and that is directly controlled by the CCP. So imagine, you know, it's the CCP who released the CCP virus. Now it also provides a cure known as the vaccine mandate. How can you believe that? You know, um, watching watching some of these um, um, photos of, um, of Miles and um, again, uh, your movement is growing. I know it's growing. It's growing almost um, under, well, grassroots. Your grassroots is growing. Um, and um, to, you know what, I wish, I wish that we could talk to him because I think he would be proud of what y'all are doing. Uh, again, you know, I, I keep on going back to um, um, the new federal um, state of China and the, the movement that you have and how y'all are, um, are standing up for what you believe in and you're not running away from it. Uh, it's just something to be admired. It is. It's just something to be admired. It's like you just can't. We just can't talk to you and say, "Okay, well, we'll see you whenever," and not be touched by a whole lot of things that you say, because it affects us as Americans, yeah. and we want everybody that's watching us comment. I mean, comment if you have to, but share. Share is the most important thing. And Jason, you know the power of sharing, right? Let them know. Yeah, you know so. It's fascinating as you learn big tech algorithms. And when we bring on somebody like Nicole Tsai talking about China, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, you know, and well, we're not on YouTube, but any of those platforms will suppress the organic reach. So what that means is if we're on a million follower page that we're broadcasting, they're going to send it out to a thousand people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if every one of those thousand people hit like, comment, and share, mm -hmm. 
it goes to another thousand. And then if those people like comment share, it goes to 2000, then it goes to 4,000 and 6,000 and 8,000. And that's how you can overpower the algorithm. And that's why it's so critical they can't and it was kind of like when they were talking about what we did with tucker and ad rates they don't always just like shut you down nuke you they they soft censor you so for us they they soft censor the reach so like hey we'll we'll broadcast this i mean i'll we'll drop a video on some of our social media pages and it'll get 10 15 20 000 reach you bring Mm -hmm. nicole on to talk about miles quo and china all of a sudden it goes out to a thousand and that's it So yeah. that's why the work that the people watching this show are doing is so critical. When you like, comment, and share, it mm-hmm. helps beat that algorithm. And and yeah. that that's really one of the best things you can do. Because I got to say, if the average American knew yeah. all yeah. the stuff that was going on, and if it was actually reported on by any sort of mainstream, there would be, I mean, there would be riots in the street. People would, would not stand for it. Yeah, Nicole, I mean, I just... I just talked about it too. Is I mean, and and even I noticed it over the weekend. Is like when we were looking for stuff online. The only, the only thing, what 99 percent of the stuff is just negative about Miles Grow. You you don't see. As a matter of fact, I can't. I, you really can't even find anything about um um, um uh, the um the group. You really can't even find anything out about. Yeah. Your your movement to tell you the truth, unless you are looking on social media and you see the videos, and yeah. you have a great um, uh, um, what's it called? Uh, uh, man, I am so lost for words. But you have a great system where people share your stuff on yeah. social media, and that is something that is needed. And I hope that that never goes away. But what do you want people to know? about the new federal state of China. I want you to share and I want you to share with your family and friends and I want you uh, to follow uh, your show. This is a great show and also follow your uh, Twitter account and also follow the NFSC Speaks Twitter and Getter account and um, you know stay in touch with us because uh, we are providing you with vital information that the CCP and the political establishment and the uh, CCP infiltrated U.S. federal government agencies does not want you to know about. And so we're also putting our lives on the line uh, to give you this information. Imagine a lot of the exclusive uh, uh, classified intel that Mr. Moscow has tipped off uh, the federal government agencies were provided by the silent um, defectors within the highest level of the CCP's government and military uh, people. These are the true patriots. They risk their life uh, to provide those crucial information uh, to Mr. Malzgur, and, uh, and Mr. Malzgur did provide it to the entire world. And now, there, uh, you know, some people really hate that. And the CCP does not want Mr. Moscow to continue uh, doing the, the whistleblowing. And uh, the CCP launched more than 70 lawsuits uh, uh, against Mr. Moscow in America's courthouses, forcing him to claim bankruptcy. And um, and now he's behind the bar. He cannot be here to, to speak with you. But he has inspired more than 600 million freedom-loving Chinese people like myself, you know, in his absence, 
we're coming out to speak because there's no place to escape to if we lose this country. If we cannot uh, save America, there's no place to escape to. And saving America from the CCP's weaponization and infiltration got to be the most important uh, task for each and every American citizen. So I want your audiences to, um, to share this show and especially with your elected officials at all levels, not only in the federal uh, level, but also the state level, uh, municipal level, and share with your school boards and talk about this. And we need to make the press Michelle case and uh, the prosecution of Mr. Mao's school the talk of the town across every major uh, American cities. And so that's how we, we, we're going to change the game, you know, we we need to re, uh, reverse the tide. I mean, the CCP is dominant in this country, and we need to turn the table. We need we need to fight back. And I I, I think um, in the chat room, uh, Melanie says Nicole is back, and the reason I say that is, ladies and gentlemen, in case you didn't notice, uh, a few weeks ago, collectively, we realized this is the most important story of our lifetime. It is. There's nothing more important than this. Everything else hinges on this. They have completely compromised every single institution in this country. Um, And and when you go and you look for the NFSC, we're not talking about the National Fire Safety Council. We're not talking about the need speed for carbon. There's a lot of other organizations with the same acronym. But the new federal state of China is what you need to look into. I wanted to ask you, Nicole, with the expertise of the CCP in infiltration, are you guys protecting yourselves? Yeah, yeah, yeah. From yeah. infiltration, because I wanted to a follow up question after that That's would good. be what percentage of Americans or of Chinese in America, whether they be American citizens or not, what percentage of those people support the NFSC, if you would. Um, I have no number to uh, exact a number because we have never done a research about how many people are following us. But we know that most of our followers are inside China and especially people who know the CCP very well. And I think, you know, uh, the easiest prey to the CCP is the people who are um, uh, uneducated or less informed about the CCP's form of uh uh, infiltration. For example, uh, two years ago, uh, I think that was back in 2022, uh, the former U.S. Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, uh, was giving a speech at the National Governors Association uh, Convention. And he was talking about, you know, because he was the former head of the CIA, so he has a lot of uh, uh, access to the intel. So he, he warned that all the governors in the United States of America that the CCP has kept a file on each and every of the U.S. governor, uh, rating them on their favorability toward the CCP. So the CCP has carefully studied not only the federal government officials, but also at the state level. And so, um, you know, so it's very similar, like the social credit score that the CCP has assigned to the Chinese citizen in China. Uh, the CCP has also assigned a score to each and every governor in the United States of America to indicate how likely they will be uh, they are how likely they will be bought out or compromised by the CCP. And so I remember in uh, watching that uh, video when Secretary of State Pompeo was giving the speech. He says a lot of 
you know, we I've seen this report, the CCP's report, and they got your names. And then I saw some, you know, some people in the audiences drooping their head, Hogan. you know, like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, you know, they have been profiled. So, I mean, that is just one level of the CCP's infiltration. And they're just like deeply infiltrated into every level. And um, so it's not just about the spy balloon or the farmland or the uh, Confucius Institute. You know, it's really the politicians because the CCP like to go after people with money and power. Right. So Mr. Mao Skua said um, the key battleground fighting against the CCP is not in uh, Beijing, Shanghai or Hong Kong or Taiwan. It's in New York. It's in New York City. That's that's where the Wall Street people are located. And right. Washington, D.C., that's the politicians and lawmakers and the federal government agencies. So I think American people should be paying close attention to the politicians and uh, the Wall Street. And uh, so I have a lot to talk about how the CCP has infiltrated in the financial market in this country. Maybe we'll we'll save that in, in the next. Yeah, yeah, in in the next uh, discussion. So basically, the U.S.-China Economic and Security Review uh, Committee that published a report uh, in January this year, uh, indicating that there are about 252 CCP-owned companies listed in the U.S. stock exchanges, wow. with, with a total market capitalization of 1.03 trillion U.S. dollar. They got waivers to get there. Yes. Yeah, so this is how they, you know, and a lot of uh, uh, people watching this show, your 401k or public pension fund might be invested in the CCP state-owned no. companies. Some of them are owned by the PLA, the People's Liberation Army. So it's it. there are CCP uh, military enterprises for surveillance. So they're using America investors' money coming from your 401k, from your public pension fund to fund the CCP's uh, financial muscle to take over this country. Beating us with our own money. Yeah, and the uh, Public Company Accounting Oversight Board, you know, they they determined it's okay to allow these CCP-owned companies to continue to be listed in the U.S. stock exchanges. And Senator Mark Rubio, he uh, he led a uh, legislation called the um, Protection. Um, it's called Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. He's urging, um, you know, the, um, the CCP's state-owned companies that are already listed in the U.S. stock exchanges to be closely scrutinized yeah. in the same way as the American companies or other companies and also make sure that they're not owned by this by the CCP government or the military so and we can dedicate the whole uh, another session to to that yeah. because oh, yeah. basically America's taxpayer dollar and pension fund and 401k are being funneled to CCP's uh, global rise just connect, that. connect that to what you said earlier about the National Governors Association. Yeah. yeah. So if you live in a, if you live in a state that has a Democrat or a Rhino governor, mm -hmm. understand that if you work for that state, your retirement is more than likely held up in those companies, yeah. in Wall Street. It's it's a fact. And, and and even if your governor doesn't have uh, 
an opinion one way or another about Chinese Communist Party. They have an opinion on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nicole, I got to let you go. But um, we look forward to seeing you at the end of the week so that we can find out some more about this. Once again, um, they everybody can find you at New Federal State of China, um, yeah. NFSCOfficial.com. Is that right? Yes, NFSCOfficial.com and uh, Twitter, NFSCSpeaks and uh, Getter, NFSCSpeaks. Thank you so much for having us and so great to be here. You know what? You are a bright ray of sunshine, especially with all the information that you have. And you are a treasure. Thank you so much for Thank joining. Thank you. See Thank you next time. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Nicole Sai. And uh, again, that what she said, the last one, that was, again, once again, oh, Lord, really? <laughs> Did you put that out there? What was that get? What was that? Rednecks. Okay. All right. All you right, man. You just don't know, world. You have no idea. No. no America she, is not New York. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the money. The money going... What'd she say, over 200? She said over I mean, 200. It's like, you know, it, it's as asymmetric warfare. It's every front. We are on fronts that we never even thought about before. I and never they, thought, look, all this stuff that she brought, I ain't never thought about it. Never. <laughs> don't, don't say that. I'm not. <laughs> He had the cough earlier. I know he had the cough. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, Jay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the coffee, Jason. It's It's the coffee. coffee, Yeah, Yeah, it's it's coffee, guy. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't know where to talk about it. He don't have any idea. You ain't got nothing to say, Obi. Oh! Oh! <laughs> For those who didn't hear, the rookie had the mute button on when he coughed. See, Wayne sent us a text this weekend and said, like, make sure you mute your button when you got a cough. And so yeah. I did that. Now I've been talking, and yeah, that was Wait excellent. a minute. You know what? I was wondering why he wasn't asking any questions. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm like I'm, li- I'm listening. I'm listening to this this dead mic. And I'm like, um, well, hold on, let me. Right, get- right. I was like, I, I didn't even think about it. I was Jason like, okay. probably thinks I was interrupting him. Yeah, yeah I know. I, I was like, well, damn, it was like two in a row. Okay, yeah. but Jason just standing there looking like, okay. I, I was like, okay, well, he just soaking in the information. I guess like, I don't know. Yeah, no, wow. I'm here, I'm- all right, so here was my point. It was, is, <laughs> when you get Nicole we, back on? We can get Nicole back on. No, we got plenty <laughs> to talk about next time. But in America, we conceptualize 18 missiles shot into Ukraine. And, like, that's a war. And think of how many millions of dollars the Ukrainians spent on that. Now, for us, or for China, they take those the money from those 18 warheads and they spend it on congressmen instead of on missiles. 
they got missiles too, but you're right. I mean, they've got an economic advantage when they use slave labor, you know, right. Everybody in America buys off them. Nobody's deep enough to realize what they're doing with their money. They just need that stuff right now. Right. You know, and if y'all ever wonder Wayne and Hutch's patience with the rookie, like you just got to witness it. <laughs> no, that was that was just fun. That was, that was awesome. Awesome. I'm gonna go back and watch that. Especially, especially when he realized that he was like, <laughs> "Oops!" It was funny when he didn't realize it. That it was like, I know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not like, gotcha. Okay, so. Um, I want to. I want y'all to listen to. I want y'all to listen to this. I think this is Senator Hawley. I think it is. Um, try to listen to this opening right here. I assume. Uh, I am. Are you familiar with the effects of the Manhattan Project's radioactive waste on school children in Missouri? Uh, I'm familiar with not only school children in Missouri, but we've got projects all across our country. We've got an environmental management program, uh, about $8 billion a year, that works on those efforts. Great. Well, let's talk about Missouri, if we could. In the <laughs> Hazelwood School District in the St. Louis area, I hope that you're aware that radioactive material has been found in Coldwater Creek, which runs right near Jana Elementary School. Are you familiar with this? I am. I've had several conversations with our team on this. Good. Well, you'll be aware then that radioactive material has been found within 600 feet of Jana Elementary School. Coldwater Creek has long been a site designated with radioactive waste and material. Again, it goes through the school district. There are multiple schools in the Hazelwood School District. There was private testing done in Jana Elementary itself, in the school building itself, paid for by private parties that found radioactive material in the building. On the basis of this, the Jana Elementary School is now closed. The school board took the very difficult decision of having to close that school. Those students have been sent home. They're now distance learning, which as we've learned through COVID is really not much learning at all. You've got working parents who now have kids at home, not able to learn, all closed down. I have asked the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers to do additional testing on Jana Elementary. They have refused. The school district has asked them to do additional testing. They have refused. The school district has now written to your department asking DOE to authorize testing of Jana Elementary and every okay. other school in the Hazelwood School District. Have you seen their letter? Or they sent it to you a week ago. No, I have seen their letter. We've talked Good. about it and eager to work with you and your staff on this. Okay. Does that mean you'll be doing the testing? So uh, we've had conversations, including with the Army Corps, and I uh, don't particularly uh, understand where the Army Corps is coming from. Neither do I. And so we're having conversations with them in terms of the jurisdictional nature of it, but uh, happy to have conversations, happy to do right by uh, citizens in Missouri and elsewhere when we deal with the Manhattan Project implications. So well, with all due respect, I'm not particularly interested in the conversations. I'm interested in getting a result here. These parents have been waiting for years, frankly, years. Since 45. To get some cleanup done. I don't think it's too much to ask that this school district, and beginning with Jana Elementary, but the entire school district get proper Ridiculous. cleanup done and these kids be able to go to school in a place that doesn't have radioactive waste within 600 feet of their school or maybe in the building itself. So what the school district has asked you to do is to you. authorize testing immediately you. at the Jana Elementary site and every other school building in the Hazelwood School District. They're not asking the Army Corps for that. We've already tried that. They're asking you. They're asking DOE. You. So my question to you is, will you authorize it? 
So happy to work with you uh, on that, Senator. Slapping. Ain't that crazy? The particulars of what's involved. Look at him. He's a freaking. Um, I don't understand right now the particular intricacies of jurisdiction. From that's what's wrong with our country. That guy right there. We need to have the statutory and uh, ability to get involved in cases along these lines. So I just. Isn't that crazy? It is. Two two ways it is. One, that guy, what you just heard. But the second thing is, where's the governor of Missouri? Screw the federal government. Hire somebody. It's not rocket science to figure out to get a Geiger counter. You know, hire somebody else to go do it. Don't mess with this raggedy government. (laughs) I'm serious, man, about the border, too. You know, Texas, Florida, DeSantis, Abbott, forget the federal government. Protect your people. Mm -hmm. Mobilize the National Guard. Mobilize a militia. Give a call out to 50 states. I guarantee people will come down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's remarkable, too. The federal government continues to prove its incompetence. And the left's answer is to continue to expand the federal government. Like, why give money to the most ineffective, inefficient system ever created? And then wonder why things don't get done and and why they, I mean, things like this should be top of the priority list for the for the, for the government. For, but you have to, you, we need to get back to local. Right. The, dependence on this hierarchy, this bureaucracy is going to be our demise. Yeah. You know, when everybody, when you're, the first thing you think of, you tell your senator, the first thing they think of is a federal response. You know, that's a right now response, not a federal response. That's a fire department response. Yep. You know what? Let's let, let, let me bring up let me bring up Matt Gates talking to a federal guy. Issued a final order of removal. How many ICE agents do you need to deport them? Uh, Congressman, I think um, uh, what we need is legislation to fix the broken immigration system. Because well, let well, me you don't need can. legislation no, to overcome don't. a final order of removal, right? Look, I get it. You want comprehensive immigration reform and a big amnesty thing. Very unlikely that's going to happen. So we have to operate under the laws that exist now. So under the laws that exist now, a judge has told 1.2 million people that they have no right to be here. Do you plan to remove those 1.2 million Open fire. Uh, uh, Congressman, with the resources we have, and I would appreciate the opportunity to answer your question fully. With the resources we have, we have to allocate those resources. How, how much money do you need to deport all of them? How much money? To, to, How many agents? To, to, to um, deport the 1.2 million who a judge has said has no right to be here. Uh, uh, Congressman, uh, the que- there are a number of questions that your question uh, raises with respect to whether uh, all of those individuals actually have been given uh, due process. No, 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 no they have. They, yes, because- these are the people who've had the due process, okay? And here's the point. You have no plan to remove them. You don't know how many ICE agents it would take, and you don't know how much money it would take because you actually don't want to remove them. That's why you yeah. issued the September 30th guidance that says, well, you know, if you haven't committed a crime and you just came to our country illegally, we're not going to remove you. Isn't that your position? Uh, no, it isn't, Congressman. Not at all. Well, then then, then what is your plan to remove the 1.2 million? Let me, if, if I may. As a, do you have one? As, yes, yes, we do. If, if I may, sure. Congressman, <laughs> yes. as a former prosecutor, <laughs> let me ask you a question. If one has a finite uh, amount of resources and one has a finite number of hours and one has a choice of removing 20 shoplifters or oh, three um, I know, I know. Uh, fugitive yeah. armed bank robbers, 
Just answer the goddamn question. I don't I know care. How you've spent yours. I know how you've spent yours by, by decreasing by 48% the number of criminals you arrest, by deporting 63% fewer convicted criminals. You have the lowest deportation rate in the history of the department, right? Your data that you cite is misleading. No, it's your data. This is actually what your own agency it's your report. is reporting. It, it, so it, it, it's your report. It might be the case that one reason that we will encounter the highest number of illegal immigrations in our nation's history this month and next month, because everybody knows that even if they come here, even if they go through the removal procedures, even if a judge issues a final order, you still think there might be more due process. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there is a killer out in, um, where's it at? Mexico, Texas. 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 And they can't find him. Five times deported. That is a Biden soldier. I have, And their answer is gun control instead of enforcing the border. He shot them all in the head. Yep. And they were all Hondurans. Or Venezuelans, one of them. Shot, shot them all in the head. Execution style. I, you know what? I have a, I have a, I have an idea why they can't catch him. Because he's not above ground. He's probably in a tunnel. They got tunnels now. I mean, that's how they go. <laughs> They First have thing a tunnel, came to man. my mind. Yeah, that, I mean, that, they, they got they got they got tunnels from from Texas to Mexico, man. Several. Oh, oh I, he's disappeared. Dude is disappeared because y'all ain't looking underground. You look underground, y'all might find yourself in Tijuana, but you might see him walking on the street. Well, and what my orca said too. If you if you really listen to it, like Gates is saying, how much money do we need to give you to deport all these people that have been convicted? And his answer is, we need new and more legislation. They don't plan on enforcing any legislation that is passed that involves removing these illegal immigrants, these illegal aliens from America, period. They want pass whatever law you want. They don't want to enforce them. Oh, and yeah. if he's not going to enforce them, he needs to be impeached. And, and understand, you got to stop pretending, Matt. You got to stop pretending everybody in the media and everybody on our side, Mayorkas was installed to do exactly what he's doing. What he's right. doing right That's the only reason he's in there for doing exactly what he's doing. And he's a lawyer. He said he was a prosecutor. So they brought him in with those skills so he could evade things like Matt Gates. Right. You know, um, Wayne, why are you showing us? Because I want you to see how how government is working, how well, no, not working. They're not working. The first one should have been able to say, yes, we will go and uh, do the investigation. Not play footsie with the senator. The second one right here, well, my orcas is just a, an idiot. Uh, but very successful idiot. He couldn't answer if he had anti if he had an answer book right in front of him. He couldn't answer the thing right. And then we have this Director Ray is uh, Facebook or any other social media company supplying private messages or data on American users that is not compelled by the government or the FBI. 
Um, not compelled. In other words, not in response to legal process. Is no warrant, you? no subpoena. They're just supplying you information on their users. Uh, I don't believe so, but uh, but I can't sit here and, and be sure of that as I as I sit here. Liar. Can you give us a, a yes or no by going back to your team and asking? Because it's a very specific question. You're because if they are, it's against the law. The <laughs> law, the Stored Communications Act, the Electronic Communications Privacy Act of 1986 prohibits providers from sharing electronic communications with any person or entity unless it's compelled. This was done to protect the privacy of people so we could feel like we can send an email or direct message to people without having that information given over. It's a very specific question. Will you get with your team of lawyers and give us a specific answer? Because this is the law. If you're doing it, then we need to go to court to prevent you from receiving this information. Well, I, I, I can tell you that I'm quite confident we're following the law, but what I will also well, do that's is not follow the answer. up with you. But, but I will also follow up with you to make sure that we get you okay. more information, more detailed information. Is the F FBI obtaining anonymous social media data and then using technical methods to pierce the anonymous nature of the data? Anonymous social media data? So you purchase data. People purchase data all the time, and we sort of tolerate it for advertising and things because it's anonymous data. Are you purchasing what is said to be anonymous Answers, data yes. through Watch the marketplace this, right? and then piercing the anonymous nature to attach individual names to that data? Watch. Right. But when you asked about anonymous data, I was thinking more in terms of... Um, no, I'm talking about data that is that, out there, and are you purchasing data and then piercing the anonymous yeah, nature of that data? So the yes. manner in which we use, uh, we usually use the term commercial data, um, uh, is probably longer than I could explain here. But again, let me have a... Have a uh, so you, 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 are, you, aren't you will not answer the question of whether or not you're attaching names to anonymous data. I think it's a more complicated answer than I can give here. Which means he does. So, so far we're yes. 0 for 2 with getting you to answer this, but you're pledging you will actually answer the question because you have to realize the frustration. We'll write you a letter and your team of lawyers will write back a 15-page letter that says nothing and you won't answer the question. These are very specific. This is whether you're obeying the law, whether we can have confidence. I want to have confidence in the We evidence. are obeying the law. Well, you're saying that, but we won't tell us the answer. I said So, we so would, you have to no, say I, yes. <laughs> just just for the record, uh, for the uniparty uh, record, Rand Paul did not filibuster the omnibus bill that fully funded that guy. Yeah. After all the Twitter revelations were already out in the open. Yep. The Senate passed the omnibus bill and fully funded them. They got more money than they've ever had before. Yep. Yep. That's the BS of this. That happened for the midterms, didn't it? It did. They no, got it happened. Uh, it happened in December. Right after the midterms. It was after right, we right won before, before, right before the house changed right. hands. That's right, 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 that's right, that's right, that's right. I like mean, two was, weeks they could have filibustered, right. two weeks they could have yeah. held off. Yep. And Rand yep. Paul wasn't there. Whatever yeah. you think about him, he wasn't there. Not one of them guys was. It almost looked like a payoff because the way that we had been talking about the FBI, FBI and Twitter, FBI and all that stuff, and then all of a sudden they got funded. Wait a minute, but they were just stealing information from Twitter. They and the only way that you have any oversight over these guys with guns is with money, and they gave it to them anyway. That's yeah. your federal government. That's your Republican Party. Yep. Well, and that's where too, when we talk about the performative Republicans. So Rand Paul, I love Rand Paul. 
He gave a heck of a, a speech. Great actor, he some, hell of an actor. He he gave asked some powerful questions, some great YouTube clips or clips we'll share on Twitter. But when the chips were down and he could actually do something, mm-hmm. he did shit. Mm-hmm. And I'll compare that to Matt Gates, who I'm a huge Matt Gates fan, and he's really impressed me the last 12, 24 months, especially. Matt Gates asked the tough questions. Matt Gates is actually trying to do something and actually taking action. And that's where I think it's important for everybody to understand, you know, we can't get Trey Gowdy where these guys give great speeches and ask great questions and then just roll over. But, you know, just in fairness, the house voted for the omnibus too. Right. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. You know, and, and it's, uh, and now as long as more people figure out the game, we got a chance. That's yep. what it is. That's what it is. As I mean, it's all about I'm, the whip. It's all about the whip. Yeah. Just because you vote against something, that doesn't mean your party's against it. Right. They count the numbers. Yeah, you're you you got a re-election coming up. You can vote no. Uh we uh, we we really need this stuff on the kitchen table. Yep. We I mean, a whole lot of this stuff needs to be hitting the kitchen table of, of everybody's kitchen. It and everybody money. needs to mention the CCP in that conversation. Exactly. CCP and globalists, as a matter of fact, uh, because uh, the CCP is working hand in hand with the globalists and the globalists are um, World uh, Economic give, Forum, all of them giving up, giving up everything they can. Uh, they might even have the blueprint that China is um, uh, is is doing their thing. But, uh, you know, we're watching it. We're letting you know about it here on the Wayne Dupree Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We broadcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday from 12 to 1. That's right. One 30-ish. Um, yeah. And um, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're glad to have you. If you haven't done it already, I want to thank everybody that has uh, has shared the show. And you know what? I have to, I have to, I have to give a shout-out to um, – Facebook page right now, so Jr. and Touch, get ready for your last thoughts. But um, there's a star program on Facebook, and uh, it's it's really not a whole lot, but uh, uh, they they have uh, they they have like the star program, and um, usually. Usually we have some stars that uh, that uh, some people give. So I want to thank those that give stars for the show. Um, anything that you can donate, anything that you can contribute, we we do appreciate it. Um, it keeps us going, it keeps us moving along, and um, it, it and it also keeps us on our toes. Jay, give me some last thoughts. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> I'm just playing with you. Uh, yeah. I have to go back and watch to see how long I was on mute. That was epic. I was oh, asking, I was asking questions I'm like, "Oh, she didn't answer. Oh, what, what are you gonna do?" So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, heard, guys. I we, we I appreciate these two putting up with the rookie. Uh, it's it, it provides great entertainment to to my day. Uh, no, I'm, I'm going to give everybody two things. To keep an eye on uh, things are heating up in Ukraine. Uh, it's drying out over there. Last week, Zelensky says he's going to take over the Crimean Peninsula, which is the chunk of land that Russia would die before they give up. And uh, and the one they took over, I believe, in 2014. 
Uh, they bombed them. Russia hit them with missiles. Mm. But uh, Russia is being very strategic and taking out a bunch of air defense. So uh, that's one thing I'll be keeping a close eye this week. We'll be talking about is I think the I think the war in Ukraine is about to to get pretty wild pretty fast. The other thing is I just want to talk about. We mentioned earlier that the first Republic Bank got bailed out and sold to J.P. Morgan. So just some numbers to put it in perspective. So this bank failed. They made a bunch of bad investments. After Silicon Valley, a bunch of other banks shifted money into them. So the federal government decided it was a great idea to step in to make sure that the bank didn't fail. So they covered $13 billion of losses of First Republic Bank. And then they gave $50 billion of financing to J.P. Morgan to let J.P. Morgan acquire this bank. J.P. Morgan, with the assets that they acquired, because they didn't have to take all the debt assets because the FDIC, you and I, the other taxpayers, covered that, they immediately had a profit of $2.6 billion dollars and then they're going to see five, at least right now 500 million in annual profits. So the federal government just gave 13 billion dollars of our money to a bank in order for JP Morgan to profit 2.6 billion dollars. And this is in their official press release. This isn't like we're projecting. So the the actual numbers are probably higher than that. So if you uh if you think your federal government's working for you, they're not. Just a little expansion on the Ukraine portion of that. Um, you, Jason likes to talk about logistics versus strategy. Um, and when you look at what Crimea is, Crimea and Ukraine in general is the, was the, for, the home of the former Soviet Navy, yep. right? Crimea has water. You know, that's where the Navy was based. And then if you go across at the next distraction news story, Sudan, Sudan, which borders Egypt, but also has a port, the Russian government was in talks with Sudan to moor some of their warships on a Sudanese port and then enter uh, Victoria Newland. And everywhere Victoria Newland goes, dead bodies pile up as soon as she gets there. Now yeah. you've got a Sudanese civil war going on. That's all us, folks. We're in the middle of all that. Uh, so go ahead and wave your Ukraine flag. It's going to be your demise. Uh, but for a little touch of uh, good news, uh, the Paraguayan patriots have defeated the World Economic Forum and CIA-backed election coup that saw Klaus Schwab, the WEF, the United States Deep State, and hackers linked to Brazil's left-wing government meddling in the nation's politics with the aim of installing a Manchurian candidate to ignite the Fourth Industrial Revolution, or Great Reset, as it's called here, in Latin America. So go Paraguay. Uh, way to defeat the radical liberal party in uh, Paraguay. Very, very well. Yeah, y'all about to get your asses whooped. Y'all about to get your asses whooped. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, you get, you can go ahead and say all you want about Vladimir, Vlad, and uh, whatnot, but man, um. What is um Zelensky's first name? Voldemort. Voldemort, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, look, we, we try to tell you, homie. And um, 
<laughs> you didn't want to listen to us. What's I mean, the story that Rupert Murdoch had a meeting with Zelensky before he fired Tucker Carlson? Chew on that, chew on that a little bit. I didn't read the story. I saw okay. it. Dominion Voting's bragging that they got Tucker Carlson fired today. Look, the president was gloating about it at the press conference. At the think of that. I, I look. I got to laugh about Roy Wood Jr. He was like, uh, he was getting ready to say something about Dominion. He was like, I ain't gonna say nothing about Dominion. I, I mean, <laughs> I love Dominion. I mean, when I go in and vote, I want a Dominion voting machine. <laughs> like, don't sue me. <laughs> and and then and then later he said. Smartmatic? I love Smartmatic. I mean, <laughs> he was like, when I go into a booth, I want to vote with a Smartmatic machine. I, I don't need them suing me at all, especially with what they did Fox News. Either way, we know we've been telling you about Fox News, too. We've been Stick with us. We'll keep you on the right track. That's the bottom line. Stick with us, and we will keep you on the right track deviate you're gonna be on you're gonna be lost okay we we are not an echo chamber how you like that one we're not an echo chamber here on the show we but we do like telling you the truth and y'all do with the way you want to y'all have a great evening you've been listening to the award-winning wayne dupree podcast Keeping it real. Keeping it real. We hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to like, rate, and review. We broadcast every Monday through Thursday from noon till one. You can download the podcast on most podcast platforms. And be sure to visit WayneDupree.com to stay up on breaking news, politics, and opinions you can trust. Thanks for listening. See you next time.